Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another Patreon episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's determined to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year and the Hanukkah spirit alive for eight crazy nights. I'm Anthony. I'm Jillian. I'm Tom. I'm April. Yay, April's, April's back. We love it when April's here. Well, thank you. Makes me feel good. So happy last night of Hanukkah, April. Thank you. Is it, How has, has it been eight crazy? I'm kind of surprised, Anthony, that you worked in uh, Adam Sandler reference when you hate him so much. There's very little pop culture references when it comes to Hanukkah, so you dig where you can. Yeah, the Hanukkah song is by far the largest, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something I'll bring up later, but this cartoon was the first children's Hanukkah special. Um, this cartoon is the probably the last children's. <laughs> <laughs> How was your Hanukkah, April? Um, okay, so like by eight, by the eighth night, um, it's like fire hazard in my house because we have five menorahs. So <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's very it's lit, as they say. <laughs> Just like your shirt says. Just like my shirt says. Yes, yeah. But uh, each of my kids has their own. Uh, Hanukkah, and I have one. I have a gold T-Rex. Um, so by the nice. eighth night, when you've got nine candles on each one, it's it's blazing. How many do that you all have in your homes, Anthony and Julia? I have three. One less than you have in your. Oh, I have none in my home. You have three? No, I have none. I... My extended family does so because oh. I have a lot of Jewish family members. Oh, and we know Tom has one. Tom right? has three. Tom has three. Do you have a dinosaur one? No. Well, then Aprils are cooler. April wins. I'll, I'll mean, a, who who doesn't want a T Rex one? Yeah, it's a golden T Rex, so it's it's. Oh. It's, I just I, got it last year after Hanukkah, so my kids each have their own, um, and those are pretty standard. Um, like my two younger ones made theirs, like on, uh, like a piece of tile with like little lug nuts. Um, yeah. So own, oh, that's um, cool. And then the two older ones have just like standard. I, for, I forgot Tom wouldn't want the T-Rex because he insists that the Triceratops is the coolest dinosaur. It's just my, it's just the one I liked as a kid. I, I'm not, I, I don't dislike the T-Rex. So, so you liked the moody, angry, brash Sarah the Three-Horned? Does this mean you really love me, Tom? No, no. I just like the Triceratops in general, not necessarily the Triceratops depicted in the land before time. Well, that just goes to show your judgment, too. So, April, thanks for agreeing to come on and teach us about Hanukkah. Thank you for having me. Put on your yarmulke. It's time, time to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah. We don't even actually, like, call them yarmulkes. 
What do you call them? Heepas. Heepa. Heepa. K I P B A H. Heepa. Well, where did we get yamaka from then? Um, it is. Uh, I think yamaka is like the Yiddish word for it. Um, okay. So you get a lot of. I, I mean, pronunciation differences based on you know whether it's you know sometimes Yiddish is different. Um, then you can get like Ashkenazi versus Sephardic Judaism has different pronunciations, like Shabbos versus Shabbat kind of thing. Um, just yeah. sounds they make for different letters. So it's uh it's kind of almost like a dialect, I guess, if you will. Yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna learn so much from you tonight, April. I hope so. Yeah. And this is on top of everything we learned from her eight nights ago when we covered Hallmark's Hitched for the Holidays. Which is going to compound, right? It, re repetition makes whatever the teachers say now. But anyway, tonight we are covering season four, episode one of the classic 90s cartoon, The Rugrats, entitled A Rugrats Hanukkah. So short synopsis for our listeners. It tells the story of Hanukkah through the eyes of the Rugrats who imagine themselves as the main characters. Meanwhile, Grandpa Boris and his longtime rival Shlomo feud over who will play the lead in the local synagogue's Hanukkah play. And as I mentioned earlier, it's the first Hanukkah episode of a children's television series. And like April said, probably one of the only ones. I, can't, I, don't, I don't know of any other. I, I mean, to, to be fair, Hanukkah is actually not as big a deal as the rest of the world kind of makes it out to be. It's not like Jewish Christmas. It's it's a very minor holiday. So like is we're, Passover bigger? Oh Passover is much bigger. Passover is considered a one of the holidays. It's uh like a yuntif that you don't work, you don't use elect I mean others don't use electronics. Um <laughs> so it's you know days that you refrain from anything kind of like Shabbat would be. Um whereas Hanukkah is just, you know, it's more of a festival. Well, we'll have to get you on next year for the Rugrats Passover special, which is also pretty good, yeah, from Passover what I remember. Yeah, Passover is not fun, though. Like, Hanukkah's fun. Passover is not fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our biggest feast is also called Passover in Greek. It's Pascha. In uh, uh, Hebrew, it's Pesach. Before we get into the cast of this special, which should be really quick. What are your histories with this show in general and specifically this episode? Uh, well, like I watched the show as a kid. Um, I haven't watched it since then, really. Um, I always, so I think I was like 10 or so. So this may have been, like, I remember watching this a lot as a kid. And I remember like being thankful that somebody mentions a Jewish holiday every once in a while. Um, but yeah. other than that, it's not like anything that I've sought out. And like, I did sit down with my six-year-old this time around and watched it, but they had never seen Rugrats before just because it's not so readily available. Um, so that would be my history. I did not watch the Rugrats growing up. Um, it hit a little late for my cartoon era. I'm guessing this falls in your ugly animation style you've brought up multiple times. 
I mean, they their heads look like potatoes, all of them. <laughs> and it's very, very confusing. And I remember, even though it hit past my cartoon prime, thinking, I don't know, it just almost looks scary to me or something. Like there's something dirty about the animation. So not a fan of the animation. Cannot say I had... uh, What is it? Klasky? They put it right at the... What's the company? They all look like that. Oh, do they? They So like what what are the bedfellows? Like they did Jumanji, the animated series. They did... Ah, real monsters. Okay, I was say they that did, like, like the same style. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, they do I haven't a, seen yeah. any of those. Um, ah, real monsters is awesome. Did they do Rocco's Modern Life? They did another okay. ugly one. Okay, okay so that sounds I, familiar. Yeah. Um. So I think this is actually my first episode ever to watch of the Rugrats. Ever. They do good holiday it was, ones. It was a good one to start with. I really loved it. Really they do loved good. it. Good Christmas ones, too. Although I do have questions when we get into this about the family dynamic, because I still don't quite understand like who belongs to whom. So, Tom, what's your Rugrats history? I knew of it peripherally because I had younger family members around, so I saw it some, and I always thought it was cute. So I was, I was a little, with Julie, a little old to be a quote-unquote fan, but it's all right. It's a cute show. We've let Ellie watch it because, you know, it's a good, wholesome show. So not to get into my age here. (laughs) It came out before Anthony was born, right? No, it didn't. But it hit prime time for me. So when this special aired in December 1996, I was in, like, the first grade. Mm. So, like, Rugrats was, like, peak childhood entertainment for, like, me and all the kids I grew up with. Like, I remember when the movie came out, that was, like, a huge deal. I mean, that was like Nickelodeon's, one of their first movies. And then the yeah. second one where they finally gave Chucky a mom. But I always liked this show. I mean, I haven't seen it in years. So watching it tonight was like a blast of the past. But I loved it as a child. And I remember they all did, they always did really good holiday episodes. Like I remembered this one. I remember the Passover one, the Christmas ones, the Mother's Day one, which was like heartbreaking. Yeah, I loved all their holiday stuff. So. It was nice to revisit the Hanukkah one tonight. Yeah, like I didn't realize how poorly uh, it looked, like just how bad it looks. Like when you think of this stuff back from your childhood, you're like, and you look back on it 20 years later, it's like, oh, this looks awful. It, it, does, it does look awful. And it's funny because I've seen the movies, not recently, but more recent than this. And they definitely up the quality for the theatrical films because... They look awful compared to the movies themselves. (laughs) But this show stars a bunch of well-known voice actors. Doing the voice of Tommy Pickles, our main character is E.G. Daly, who also voiced Buttercup in the Powerpuff Girls. And she was in a variety... Oh, she also voiced Babe in Babe and Babe Pick in the City. Remember that movie? Like, I still quote to that, that movie to this day. Like, I if love that movie. does something, I'll be like, that'll do, Pig, that'll do. That'll yep. do, Pig. All the time. Yeah. People get so offended by it, too. <laughs> when they don't understand the context, they sure do. <clears throat> no, yeah, they do. Like, my husband doesn't understand the context, and he's like, why do you say? I had to explain it to him. Like, <laughs> are you calling? He took it insultingly, like me, that'll do, Pig, kind of thing. <laughs> because he's right. So he had never seen the movie, so I had to under explain the context of the movie. I mean, like this was a week and a half ago. 
So it's very recent. Super fresh. She also started in a variety of live action films, such as Valley Girl, Dogfight, No Small Affair, Fandango, Streets of Fire, The Devil's Rejects, My Sister's Keeper, and Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Her face is very familiar. I have to look look her up because now I'm curious as to what she looks like. Melania Trump's Cousins, How to Be a Model and Marry a Millionaire TV series. She was bulimia. So many questions. Uh, Yeah, I think you you just opened up a lot more questions than answers for me, Julia. Pretty sure I did. Playing Tommy's best friend, Chucky Finster, is Christine Cavanaugh, who voiced Bunny Rabat from the Sonic the Hedgehog Saturday morning cartoon. And she was also, she also voiced Babe. She voiced Babe in the first one. The actress for Tommy played her, him in the second one. She played Gosselin in Darkwing Duck. I, I can totally hear it now. I can and hear Babe is Chucky. Yeah. She also played Oblina in Ah, Real Monsters and Dexter in Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, I didn't realize. Okay. Oh, she was Dexter. At least I love that show. Voicing both Phil and Lil is Kath Susie, who played Linka in Captain Planet, Lola Bunny in Space Jam, Lil Sneezer in Tiny Toon Adventures, B in Mighty Max, Dexter's Mom in Dexter's Laboratory. She was in Danny Phantom. She played Princess Sally Acorn in Sonic the Hedgehog. She played two of the Dalmatians in 101 Dalmatians series. She played Cat Harvey in the spectacular New Adventures of Casper. She played Morgana in Darkwing Duck and Kanga in the Winnie the Pooh franchise. So she was oh my goodness. And wow. she was the voice of Chet in the Santa Claus 2. All of a sudden, now I know I hate the little of someone. <laughs> I hear it. I do. <laughs> Voicing Angelica Pickles, Tommy's older, slightly older cousin, is Cheryl Chase. And uh, she's basically only <laughs> played, uh, for the most part, Angelica. She provided the baby sounds for baby pubert in Adam's Family Values as well. Playing Stu Pickles, Tommy's dad, is Jack Riley, who is best known for playing Elliot on the Bob Newhart show. Playing Dee Dee Pickles is Melanie Chartoff. She worked on ABC ser- the ABC series Fridays and the Fox sitcom Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Didn't we just talk about that? I thought we did. Yeah, seems mm-hmm. like it. Like a few months ago. A few months ago, yes. <laughs> Time sure does fly. <laughs> Playing Grandpa Lou, Tommy's very irresponsible grandfather, is David Doyle, who played Bosley in Charlie's Angels, a TV series. Bosley. Chucky's dad, Chaz, was voiced by Michael Bell, and he's done voices in Transformers, G.I. Joe, The Hound Cats, The Smurfs, Snorks, and he's been in shows like Dallas and Star Trek. So he has a lot to his name as well. Okay, so the same people who played Dee Dee Pickles and Chaz Finster do the voices of Boris and Minka, Tommy's other grandparents, maternal grandparents. So... That's basically our voice cast. Okay, so Boris and Minka is are Dee Dee's parents. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dee Dee and Stu are married and only have two children, Tommy and Dill. Well, one at the time of this special. She gives birth in the first movie. Yep. She actually okay. got pregnant on the TV show and then gave birth in the movie. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Elevated for an animated TV show. So who does... Tommy belong to. Tommy is Stu and Dee Dee's son. What is Tommy the one? Okay. The bald one. Okay. What about the one with the spiky red hair and the glasses? That's Chucky. 
That's Chucky. Chucky. Okay. That's his best friend. He's a friend. Yeah. Oh, he's just a friend. Yeah, he's not related. Uh, Angelica. Okay. Angelica's his cousin. Because mm-hmm. they're they're her dad and Stu are brothers. Right. Okay. And then, and then what about the twins? They're also just they're friends. friends. They're just friends. Yeah. I was trying to put them all in the same family and was extraordinarily confused at who belonged to him. So that helps. Thank you for that breakdown of the family. So that, that would and it, and it's an interfaith family. Yeah, the Jewish side comes from Dee Dee. The only one with any right. heritage. Which is and why Stu is trying to impress Dee Dee, saying, hey, look, I'm learning the things that are important to you and your family. Okay. Yep, he, he is also a catastrophic inventor. He, he has yes. a workshop down in the garage and uh, is always making malfunctioning things. Like my husband is like the inventor and he's he's not Jewish. Um so he but he will like build my like he'll he's uh working on building my sukkah for Sukkot coming up since we have to do all that stuff. So he'll do all that stuff, like build it for me. Do you wanna explain what that is for our non Jewish listeners? Um Sukkot is our holiday, um kind of commemorating forty years in the desert. Um so we spend I don't know, what is it? I think it's eight days. I don't even remember anymore. It's after, so it'll be October, early October this year, because uh, it's after Yom Kippur. And we build our own, we build what's called a sukkah, which is like a hut, basically, to uh, resemble nomadic huts of 40 years in the desert. Um, mm-hmm. And we eat our meals in the sukkah. Normally, for eight days? I've never built one. Normally, I just go to my synagogue and I use theirs um, for like yeah. one. Um, but this year, since our synagogue is still closed um, and all the high holy days are going to be online. Um, we're building our own sukkah this year out of PVC pipe and bamboo. That's That'll pretty be awesome. That's cool. That'll... Yeah, it'll be a different experience. Won't it? it will be. So we're just going to put it up on the patio in the backyard. Yeah. This Very cool. is the feast that is associated in Christianity with transfiguration when Peter like offered the Hogwarts to build the, class? Right? I'm the like... sukkah. He offered to build the sukkahs or the temps or the booths for Moses and Elijah on Mount Ta- on Mount Tabor. Were you not, were you, because you're a Harry Potter fan, Tom, were you not insulted with their use of the word transfiguration for a class of Hogwarts, considering no. the religious it has other, it has other of words. that word? I know, but that's the main definition of it. I... Anything can transfigure. I'm, yeah, no. When you look at the, up the word, yeah, like the I religious connotation. Harry Potter was the only frame of reference I had. So I'm like, oh, hey, that's a Harry Potter class. It's my favorite class at Hogwarts, actually, because I went there, obviously. It was my favorite class to read about. <laughs> but I liked Professor McGonagall, that's why. Anyway, a Rugrats Hanukkah, April, you, since you're the guest, and we just made Jerry do this with the show he was on. You get to walk us through the plot. Um, okay. We do this with every single guest person we have on. Y'all acted like that was totally new and fresh. But no, when we Todd don't. Pillian we came didn't. on, yeah, we do. When Todd yeah, Pillian do. came on and did Lethal Weapon, we made him walk us through that Lethal Weapon. That was a new thing this year because we never used to do that then. So oh. that's why it was so new and fresh. See, we're still keeping it fresh three years in, over three Sorry years. Sorry to in. interrupt, April. It's okay. Um, so <laughs> Julia's uh, getting feisty. With Festivus coming up soon, her grievances are nearing the surface. She's going to blow. She's got a lot of problems with you people, and you guys are going to hear about it. You're all <laughs> going to hear about my problems. I mean, it's a long time coming, Julia. I, don't, I mean, you're saying for lasting this long. Wow. Not wrong. Okay, so um, I know they open up, and I, I had this issue with the Dolly Parton episode I did. My memory is, is not great, um, so putting things together is not my strong suit. They open up, and I know they're cooking in the, uh, it's Dee Dee, and she's with her parents, and who else is in there with her? Chaz. 
Yeah. Okay. So they're cooking. Um, they're cooking. They're they're making their latkes. Um, and he's amazed they're not pancakes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, they are pancakes, but that's a that's a different argument to get into. Um, they're delicious pancakes. They are. They are a like we. A uh, latke. We're we're very bad Jews, and we put. Oh, I am. Um, and I put uh, bacon and cheese in. Ooh, that sounds Yum. amazing. <laughs> that sounds really. That sounds like really bad Jewish. That's really yeah I, yeah I don't I don't keep. Do you, do you top it off with shrimp too? No 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 shrimp's on the side. <laughs> no, shrimp's on the side like yeah I don't the kosher is like I, I couldn't keep kosher if I I, I mean I could if I tried but um, I do not keep kosher I like my I like shellfish I like bacon I like putting cheese on my burgers um, so that's I'm just gonna um, that's between me and God. <laughs> I really don't think God would have a problem with that, but that um, yeah, every Jew has a different opinion on everything. Like the old saying, <laughs> on everything. Well, there's a saying, there's a saying, and it's you know, for every two Jews, you have three opinions because every you know, it's that's what we do. We argue, and that I think that's what I enjoy so much about it is it's open for person depending on what you know form of Judaism you subscribe to. There's more room for inter- interpretation. Um, Kind of thing. So mm-hmm. everybody's got their own interpretation. But yeah, I put bacon and cheese in mine, and that's not that, that, that's not a good thing. But they're delicious. So I just like plain latkes. They're so good. Yeah, they are. They are. But loaded latkes. I are think really- so. I think I'm gonna have some this weekend. I, I did have some before. Oh, go you ahead. Should I'm sorry. it's the last night of Hanukkah, Tom? You should have some this weekend. Yes, you should. Yeah, I have. It's I- barely the first of September. We're not even to Rosh Hashanah yet. Uh, you have 18 days until Rosh Hashanah. Give away the secrets. We're like the Wizard of Oz here. Don't pull back the curtain. Pull back the curtain. No, I make I make latkes year round. Like I think I I mean going back to the fact that it's actually September. I think six weeks ago was my most recent latke making, and you know like I made latkes for WrestleMania this year. Kind of thing. I mean, why not? You great. I, mean, I would. I you grate your own potatoes. Oh, no, no, Manischewitz is my friend. <laughs> I use box. I don't like. I actually like box better. Like I've made my own with grated potatoes, and I just don't like like my flaked potatoes. Because you have to soak them to get all the starch out, or else they don't cook right. Nope. I learned that about French fries too. It's a lot harder to make good homemade French fries. You really need to make them, soak them, drain them, soak them again, and then cook them. And I'm I like make really good Cajun person, fries. So I don't like putting so much effort into my food, so I use Manischewitz. Do you like Manischewitz wine? Um, I mean, I, I I'm not a big wine person, so I drink Manischewitz grape juice. You know, when it's time for kiddish. Mm. Kind of stuff, so. I haven't had their grape juice. I know their wine is just really salty. Um, yeah, I don't think I've had their wine. Like I've had other kosher wine. Like I, living in North Carolina, I don't exactly have a big outlet for you know. Like I have a kosher panel in the supermarket at best. Um, so you know, we've got one kosher super like actual supermarket that is about an hour away um, down in the city. But I, I, so like I don't even know where I get Manischewitz wine. In. So April, before this kitchen stuff, we did get an opening where they're in the Hanukkah story. They're in a, the story. Okay, I don't remember if they're talking about the if they were talking about the Hanukkah story and lighting the candles and thinking it was Tommy's birthday. Um, so the interesting. This, part- this is one of my favorite parts, by the way, too, when they're giving the book on Plato, and Chucky's like, "Look, Tommy, a whole book on Plato." Oh, they did. Okay, <laughs> yes, they did start. I forgot the whole backstory of Hanukkah. Um, you know, so they start out with the backstory of Hanukkah. Where um, you know Tommy and Chucky are are Jews, and it's when you know K- King Antiochus comes and uh, takes over and makes the Jews you know stop 
you know, and they're like, oh, we're just playing with our dreidel. We made it out of clay. <laughs> yeah. The forefathers and the five fathers and the six fathers. Six fathers. That was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the kind of stuff, Julia, you'll see all the time as you're watching Rugrats. They always have jokes like that. Yeah. Yeah, they actually have pretty funny jokes like that. Yeah. I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised at how much I enjoyed this. I'll let Anthony keep going, because obviously I'm already messing up the beginning. So, Anthony, why don't you take it on home? I like that I they start. I like that they start historically. I was I was not expecting that, right? I sort of expected it's more of like a sitcom format to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I liked that they hit you right away with the history. Um, and that that continues throughout the entire 22 minutes this special special so it's grandma minka telling the story and she's interrupted doesn't get to finish it because she goes to make latkes in the kitchen with Didi and chaz and chaz is not jewish so he's learning about how to make these and Didi's explaining all about it and meanwhile grandpa boris is furious because he's going to be starring in this hanukkah pageant at his local synagogue but his childhood rival from russia shlomo is uh (laughs) playing the greek king in the same play that he in which he is portraying judah and the babies overhear this and come under the impression that shlomo is actually the greek king so they dub him the meanie of hanukkah because mm-hmm. they're going to learn the meanie of hanukkah at the synagogue mm-hmm. yes right. as this is going on there's actually a little bit of a christmas subplot where angelica really wants to watch her cynthia doll's christmas special on tv and she's furious herself that she's going to miss it that night because she has to go to synagogue and see this pageant. So how old? How old is Angelica? She's only supposed yeah. to be like three or four. Tommy's oh. like one. She's only like two or three years older than him. Yeah. Oh, she looks older but than three or four. Babies. They're obviously babies, and she is not a baby. Right. right. Obviously, as she will yes. tell you multiple times throughout the show. And she refers right. to them as stupid babies. Yeah, she's right. a stupid, stupid babies, dumb babies. So Angelica's upset. She's going to be missing her Christmas special on TV. And I actually thought that was a cute little subplot because I feel having cousins, having grown up with cousins of dual fates, there were moments, there were times they didn't, they wanted to indulge in the Christmas aspect in December with the stuff on TV, but they had to partake in their Hanukkah tradition. So I thought that was true to life for interfaith children of a certain age not not here i I mean even though we're jewish and my kids are raised jewish um we pay a little more attention to christmas that time of year like hanukkah is um you know we only do latkes like the first night we go to it's not our synagogue that we go to because it's our synagogue's farther away but there's a local a smaller local one that'll do like a menorah lighting the first night and then they have a festival the first night um, so nothing really happens there, like throughout Hanukkah. So every other night, it's like, okay, here's your present. They like lighting their candles uh, because they like fire, but that's that's really the extent of of Hanukkah. You know? So, so my, have prayers so or Sarah, anything that go along with the lighting of the candles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In fact, this episode actually says, and that's oh, what, I meant like in your home. Is that part of your practice? Yes. Yeah. 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 We say the blessings when we light the candle. Um. So like we aren't huge into observing Shabbat. Like I don't shut down all my electronics and everything, but we light Shabbat candles every Friday. So they fight over, you know, so we've got the blessings when we light Shabbat candles, which is almost the same as the Hanukkah blessing. So yeah, but we do say the blessings when we do that. So Sarah used to work with this woman, Ellen, like really nice woman, Jewish, raised three sons and her youngest son was jealous of the Christmas stuff 
on TV and all the movies and specials and music on the radio and school and this Christian area where, you know, they pay attention to Christmas more. So one day Ellen came home from work and uh, her son had cut down a tiny tree from the backyard and dragged it inside so Santa would visit him at Christmas Eve. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. She said she felt so bad for him. Yeah, I mean, like my kids have always been, I was raised with Christmas. Um, my, my kids have been raised with Christmas. And... Not all Jewish families do. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. We're, we're, people look at us like you know, they're so, we're awful. And I get it. I do. Um, You know, it's hard being Jewish in the South when you're, you know, when it's around Christmas time, because if I were one of those families that's like, I don't want anything to do with Christmas, like the majority of them are, it would be very difficult. Like my son in high school band plays Christmas song. Mm. Um, you know, they have Christmas break. They have Christmas. He marches, they mar- all my kids march in the Christmas parade. So it's, you don't get around it. Um, so I can definitely understand how it is more difficult for people who aren't as jolly as my house is. So, Besides this Angelica subplot, there's also a subplot with Stu, where he is, Stu and his father, Grandpa Lou, who are making this giant mechanical menorah to bring on stage during the synagogue pageant. And again, like Julie said earlier, he's trying to impress Dee Dee and like engage with her faith a bit. And of course, typical Stu, if you watch the show, it's uh, not the best invention and he's late with the invention and I love that on the way to the synagogue, they get stuck in tra- traffic. Oh man, this traffic's really not moving and it's really a Christmas parade. Goes to the parade. The reindeer behind. <laughs> I thought that, that was, was really so funny. funny. <laughs> that was so funny. So at the play that night, the babies attempt to storm the stage while Shlomo, aka the meanie of Hanukkah, is on it. And they get taken to the synagogue's nursery, right? Mm-hmm. And it's back there that Angelica convinces them to help break into a back room and steal a television set so she can watch her (laughs) Cynthia Christmas special. And Julia, she's obsessed with this doll, like in every episode. This Mm -hmm. doll is her like... So it's an ongoing theme. Yeah. While the babies are helping Angelica do that, Boris and Shlomo actually begin fighting on stage during the play, which basically forces an intermission. During the fight, Boris accuses Shlomo of being more into his business over family values, but Shlomo admits to Boris him and his wife were never able to bear children, which is really sad and makes Boris... That's a little really heavy sad. for a kid's show, isn't it? Yeah, that's really yeah. sad. They do heavy stuff, though. Like They really do. Do you remember the Mother's Day one? That one, like, I remember. Yep. Where I think that's you know, the next episode. Where, oh, unless yeah. there are multiple Mother's Day ones. The Mother's Day one like will bring you to tears because chucky only has a dad so mother's day he wonders why everyone else has a mom and he doesn't and his mom died so he finds this box of all his mom's old stuff and it ends with like chaz reading a letter that she wrote as she was dying for chucky to like read as he was growing up i don't recall that episode at all because i'm like i no seriously like it got rave reviews by critics like if you look it up that has like it's it's a really great episode but again it's heavy (laughs) it is it Um, reminds me of the fresh prince episode with will's dad remember oh yeah it's like it's like that level of it's that level of heavy and you feel for for chucky you're like oh poor kid yeah yeah i mean the whole plot the second movie is his dad finds somebody and gets married again it's really good like, they have these hmm. ongoing arcs. So as Shlomo and Boris, you know, as Boris starts to feel sympathy for Shlomo, they kind of begin reconciling a bit. Angelica takes the TV and runs off with it from the babies. 
She ends up bumping into Shlomo, which causes her to trip and break the television, shatter it. So she doesn't get her Christmas special. And she starts crying and she loses it. Yes. And that's when she feels like she's three or four. The rest of the episode, it doesn't feel like she's three or four. But when she's crying, she does. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Shlomo tries to comfort her a bit, but her grandfather takes over. Yeah. And uh, Tommy comes over at this point and hands him the Hanukkah book their grandmother were reading to them earlier. And uh, Boris, because Shlomo never had kids, lets him read the Hanukkah story to the children. Yeah, then we get into more of the Hanukkah stories. And April, why don't you take it from here? Oh, I gotta remember what he says. Like, you want They the- rededicate, they get to the Holy Temple and right, discover okay, so- the oil and... Right, so um, the, the, the Greeks dist- destroyed the temple, um, and as they were going in to clean up the temple, um, the oil lamp only had enough for one night of oil, uh, to light the lamp for one night. Um, it takes eight nights to make new olive oil, um, and the lamp st- uh, stayed lit for the eight nights until they were able to make additional olive oil to keep lighting the lamp. So that is the miracle of Hanukkah. And then it ends with them all lighting, mm-hmm. lighting the candles. Yeah. And... Yes. Lighting, which it's, you know, in the, in the show, it's the eighth night of Hanukkah. So they're lighting the entire menorah. Yeah. And the nice ending with them all gathering around as they lit the candles and the end. And it was a beautiful episode, I felt. It is a beautiful episode. It was it's cute. very authentic. Like, yeah. That's what I appreciate about this is like, I didn't remember too much of it other than the fact that it existed from watching it as a kid, but watching it as an adult and how, you know, authentic it really is down to the blessing when they're lighting the candles. It's, you know, I really appreciate that because a lot of times if you do see a mention of Hanukkah, it's a side story to Christmas, but this one is, is very authentic and I appreciate that. I mean, that was one of my questions is, you know, was it authentic? So I'm really glad to hear that it was. It felt like it was, right? But I'm still kind of an outsider looking in, so I'm kind of yes. never sure. Down to the fact that they, you know, they were recited the blessing in Hebrew. Um, you know, yeah. like you can, you can translate it, um, but most of the time, even us liberal Jews don't tend to translate our blessings. So like we, we, we do sometimes in longer, um, you know, kind of longer things, but when it's lighting a candle, um, or any other shorter, or like, you know, the Kiddush line, always in Hebrew. So I appreciate that they were even correct in terms of Hebrew. The mm-hmm. only thing that was a little off is typically when we do our festivals or celebrating the whole Hanukkah thing, it's the first night. Um, you know, then the rest of it is kind of like your stuff at home. But I've never actually seen a festival around here like that late in Hanukkah. So like the Passover episode, this got lots of critical acclaim and critics said Rugrats secured their place in TV history by doing a Hanukkah special for children. Despite the fact we're accused of being under-researched a lot, I was doing some research today and found that, uh, you know, what April said, there are a lot of blogs out there, like current blogs out there, praising the special and re-looking at it and, you know, praising it for its historical accuracy and there's a lot of nostalgia for this one out there, along with a lot of the other Rugrats holiday specials. It's generally are remembered fondly and critically acclaimed as well so yeah like i, my I will remember it fondly my six-year-old watched it with me and she like she's got a hanukkah book that we read probably two or three times a month because she that she just loves you know it's it's kind of like a it's a my first hanukkah board book so it's a little bit beneath her but it's got like matching shapes and and you know counting the candles and you know, it's really simple things but 
um, you know, she still loves reading it. So she loved watching this episode with me. Well, this one was actually adapted into a book in 1997. They don't have to look out for that. Like we've got a Clifford. Is it Clifford? Uh, I don't, I think it might be, a, it's either Clifford or another kind of um, that I take into my kids' classes, like when they're younger, like last year for my daughter, she started, she's in first grade now. Um, but I'll go into her class and I'll read. So it's a kind of a, a broad overview of Hanukkah that doesn't really get into the religious aspect, just the fact that, you know, this is something we celebrate and this is kind of what we do. Um, so like I will go into their class and read about it just to teach other kids that this is this but yes we've got a few different hanukkah books here like we've got twas the night before hanukkah so it's kind of like a christmas adaptation but uh, i mean there's no christmas mention in it but we've got several hanukkah books i'll have to look into the rugrats run so julia since this was your like your first experience of the rugrats would you revisit it again like if we did passover or the christmas episodes would you be actually like look forward to revisiting it yeah i would i would look forward to revisiting the holiday episodes i don't know that i would just bust out any of the other ones and watch them right but yeah this has me very excited about the holiday ones um i would sure. recommend the mother's day one if you want to when, cry. if you want when cry, ellie was thank you jude's age she loved the animation of rograt something about this the the way it was drawn which is she she loved it yeah i mean it's it's a stark it's a eye-catching animation for sure so i could see that and the colors i think that was another part of it right is the colors are so yeah. garish well, yeah that's they're not the only uh, word to describe it, April. Um, they like are the, really like not the as garish house. in the movies. They are like, they tone it down in the movies. Like, it's still the same colors, but they're more, not muted. They're still bright, but they're just not as yeah. uh, garish. And they make it tolerable to watch on orange. the big screen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Actually, I think they changed the house colors in the movie. I think it's purple in the movie, not orange. Come to think of it, probably because orange on a 60-foot tall screen is... Mm bit much that's a lot it's a lot <laughs> so do y'all have yeah, favorites this was, fun, this was a fun change i really enjoyed hitting up the uh rugrats you know going something a little younger and seeing like this cute innocent world they've created and well you know, it made me love to our to our jewish listener it made me <laughs> want to go back and look at Singular. other nickelodeon holiday specials because come i'm this one made me think of them because i grew up during that peak nickelodeon time where all the big ones were and a lot of them were heavy. Like I remember the Hey Arnold holiday Christmas one where they try to reunite one of the tenants with his daughter who like got left behind in Vietnam when they escaped as a yeah, it was like yeah, so, but that's a really good one too. And like so I think we may need to get a few of these cartoons on the list next year. But do you guys have favorite scenes or quotes or my favorite scene was the parade one. I thought that was so freaking funny when they drove into the parade. That was so funny. As far as what we would typically call like a Linus moment. Um, as far as the feels goes in the episode, I loved when our resolution at the end, right? Where you have slow-mo and the grandfather who really do kind of make up. And I like how the grandfather pushes him into, you know, you haven't had kids, but you can still fill a role with these kids. And he pushes them into that teacher moment. And he gets his, you know, he gets that family feeling around him, even though it's not his family. And I like how that continues into the stage crashing down because of the horrible invention. And you see, you see them like the Lighting. scene of them there. Yeah, exactly. And it felt like a nativity scene. The setup felt, you know, it like structured like a nativity almost, but 
I loved that whole scene. It was beautiful. And they did, they did it, they did it so well in giving you all the feelings you would expect, right? The feeling of family and the feeling that where he had a void in his life, he didn't, he had the idea he wouldn't in the future and friendship and overcoming obstacles and all of that. It was wonderful. It was sweet. It was really sweet. It was really well. I really, I really liked when they were looking through and they're unrolling the, the scrolls Torah. and they pass, you know, the Torah. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they pass all the, the stories and one of them is a little uh, pop out, you know, yeah. <laughs> pull the tab mm-hmm. and pop out. Or when the, the, the Greeks come in and, uh, they, you know, they have to put the Torah away real quick. And it's like, what are you guys doing? Nothing. Just playing with our dreidel. We made it out of clay. clay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my daughter, my, my youngest daughter has a, a little plastic dreidel that like she carries. So she's got a little Spider-Man backpack that she keeps all her treasures in. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, if we go on a trip, she puts, like, she's got some race cars that she puts in there, and she puts a dreidel in there. So, here's your dreidel around your room. <laughs> so, Joey, you said the film, the special, had what we would technically, typically call a Linus moment, which it clearly does. Yeah. Like, this is uh, what Hanukkah is all about. Tommy yeah. Pickles. Is it, is this a Christmas episode? It has Christmas in it. It's There's... just set at Christmas. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, if you were going to rank this... What would y'all give it? I'd say I would give it a nine because it's it's cute and it's short, but it's accurate. It's not just, hey, this is something, you know, certain people celebrate. It's like very in depth. Um, and I appreciate that. So I think my appreciation lends to a higher score. Yeah, I'd give it a ten. I, I would give it a ten. It's the best Hanukkah special I've seen. Mm-hmm. I'd give it a nine. She gives us a nine point six seven. So near perfect score. I like it. I like it too. I'm glad we covered it. Me too. This is such a good surprise. This was, Honestly, I saw Rugrats and I was like, oh Lord. This is so much better than life. the Hitch for the Holidays we covered last week, guys. Vastly I don't better. know about that. I do. I mean, I enjoyed it, as we know, but I mean, in terms of historical accuracy. And uh, oh, yeah. the Hanukkah feels this one gives it to you. Next year, we'll have to cover the Kwanzaa one for Patreon. They have a Kwanzaa one too? They have every holiday? We have about just about every holiday. Nice. Like we, like I said, this is like I don't remember any other episodes really featuring. I'm trying to think if anything does feature Hanukkah anywhere, and I can't think of anything. So it's just sad. This is what 25 years old now at this point. 20 years old. 25. Yeah. How has there not been more stuff created in the space of 25 years? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think outside of the Jewish world, people think Hanukkah is a bigger deal than it actually is. So that might have. Yeah. Something to do with it. Um, you know, a lot of people looking in tend to think that Hanukkah's our big guy, and it's, it's really not. So, yeah. But I still think if you just by th- you know uh, a show covering a Hanukkah episode or doing a Hanukkah episode, you would get a lot of immediate viewership from the Jewish community. I would imagine, even if it's not the big deal, it's just well, it's it's like we talked about um, a few months back when we talked about um, Black Panther. It's like kids see themselves represented in culture, and it puts the entire community behind it right mm-hmm. so as old as it is and you know regrets not being so mainstream um you know i think it's a little harder now for kids to find the, that representation um yeah because this is something you don't readily see uh, you know you ha- we had to go digging for it like i said my, this is the first time my kids have actually seen it so it's not i don't i don't think it says it has a staying power of something like that black panther so it's like if we could get something with a little more staying power. Like I remember when Hitch for the Holidays came out last year 
and people were talking about it. They appreciated the representation, but they didn't appreciate tying it to Christmas kind of thing. And it wasn't very accurate. So when, when this initially aired, it got such good ratings. They re- aired it. Uh, they decided to air it twice that night. They changed their schedule last minute because the first half an hour got such good ratings. Wow. It immediately after. Wow. So this did make a splash when it prepared, which is awesome. That is awesome. You know what else is awesome? What? All of our patrons who subscribe to Patreon. Thank you yeah. for being patrons. Thanks for listening to this special bonus episode. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And if you want to support the show in another free way, besides just downloading it every week in your regular feed, leave us a review on iTunes because every new review helps new listeners find us and helps us to spread the Christmas and Hanukkah and other holiday cheer 365 days per year, which we are back to saying because we're officially out of the leap year, just about. Almost. Almost. Thank goodness for that. Though it is only 192 hours until Christmas. One week. Because it's Marty's birthday, too. Well, happy birthday, Marty. Yeah. Happy birthday, Marty. Marty. Seven more days till Christmas. That's right. One week till Christmas. That's so exciting. It's exciting. Thank you, April, for coming on and explaining Hanukkah to us. If you have any other questions, feel free to ask. Well, patrons, thanks again. Tune in Monday to hear us cover... Tune in in Monday to hear us cover Twas the Night Before Christmas. But until then, y'all, happy Hanukkah. Talk to you Monday. Bye. Bye. Oh, Hanukkah, oh, Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party, we'll all dance to horror. Gather round the table, we'll give you a treat. Sip all the nit to play with the lot guests to eat. And while we are playing, the candles are burning low. One for each night, they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. One for each night they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. Oh Hanukkah, oh Hanukkah, come light the menorah. Let's have a party, we'll all dance the horror. Gather round the table, we'll give you a treat. Sip all the knit to play with the lockers to eat. And while we are playing, the candles are burning low. Each night they shed a sweet light to remind us of days long ago.